Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue talking about Central America. Now, we have many new listeners, so let me briefly refresh your memory. Dimitri Dudeman was a Romanian pastor, smuggled Bibles into Romania and Russia for some 30 years. Finally, the Romanian government arrested him, put him through five months of torture, culminating in them putting him on the electric chair. As the electricity is going through him, the angel Gabriel showed up in the room and said, don't worry, you're not going to die. You're going to America to give them a message from God. Plead the blood of Jesus. So he started saying, Sengelo Louis Seuss, Sengelo Louis Seuss, which is Romanian for the blood of Jesus. And to skip a lot of the story, the angel came to him some three months later and he said, get beside me. And he said, he showed him all of California and Las Vegas and New York and Florida. And he says, all of this is Sodom and Gomorrah. And one day it will burn. God has decided to punish America with fire. He said, the fall, listen to this carefully, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. Now, pause. I believe the internal revolution started with the election of Trump, started by the communists is CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, New York Times, and those kind of people that are stirring up trouble. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. I believe that will happen when the 57,000 sealed indictments are served and some 57,000 evil, corrupt people involved in sex trafficking and corruption are all arrested probably the same week, possibly even in the same 24-hour period. Some of the people will start fighting against the government is meaning that a lot of the left people, when their friends and their buddies and their idols get arrested for criminal things, it's going to stir up trouble. The government will then be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, here's the point of today. Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and the Russians will bombard the nuclear missiles in America, and America will burn. So great riches will come to naught, all in one day. Point of this broadcast is if we are getting close, and I believe we are, if we're getting close to this. And of course, I heard this in February of 1988, but the message was first delivered to Dimitri in 1980. Add 40 years, it comes up to 2020. More on that in just a minute. We're going to talk about that. But Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and these two of the countries that are going to attack, we're going to look at some of those and ask ourselves real seriously, are those nations possibly in a position or getting themselves in a position either militarily, financially, or attitudinally to where they would be willing to go behind America's back in cooperation with a conspiracy under the table with Russia to attack America, especially if Russia were to offer them a piece of the spoils of the war. Yesterday, we talked about Nicaragua. I had lots and lots of reasons why Nicaragua today, if Russia were to come to him and say, hey, would you be willing to attack America? Right now, Nicaragua is in major problems. I mean, it's practically a civil war. The left is fighting the right. And if Russia were to say, hey, would you be willing to attack America for a portion of the spoils of this nation? They would say, absolutely. Yeah, man, I'm going to need some weapons. The Russians would say, not a problem. We got them. But if you're willing to cooperate, what would you like to have? Nicaragua might say, well, we'd like to have Louisiana. 
or say Mississippi or maybe Georgia. And Russia might say, okay, that sounds fine to us. You attack, we win, that's what we'll give you. Then we're going to talk about Mexico. But yesterday we also talked about Central America, specifically is Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. Right now, as you've heard, it started off with some 1,400 migrants leaving Guatemala, walking through Guatemala, uh, actually I think it was Honduras, and through Salvador and up through Mexico, walking to the United States. Trump tweeted out, and I quote, he has threatened to withhold aid from the Honduran government if they did not halt the mass migration of more than 1,500 people. Now, this reporting, uh, reportedly, now up, swelled, swelled up to 4,000 people, mainly from Honduras, who crossed through Guatemala this week with the intention of reaching the United States. And he has said, here's the Twitter quote, We have today informed the countries of Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador that if they allow their citizens or others to journey through their borders and up to the United States with the intention of entering our country illegally, all payments made to them will stop or end. Now, some of those nations get in the ballpark between 60, 65, and 70 million dollars a year as handouts from America. So if America stops that aid, would that motivate Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador, who are all in a financial jam right now, would that motivate them to come up and attack America? Now, that's our question, because if that would motivate them, would they attack America? Would they join Russia in a secret conspiracy behind the, the scenes when America is in the middle of an internal revolution, when some of the people are fighting against the government. And there's another thing, too. We also know that America is going to be hit with a, a massive earthquake. How bad it is and for what reason. We have some ideas, but we're not talking about that today. The point is, if America is weakened, if America's say, hit with, now we've already been hit with, what is it, uh, about six or seven hurricanes, almost back-to-back over the last couple of years, massive fires, and then there's an internal revolution, and then some of the people are fighting against the government, and then all of a sudden we get hit with a major earthquake that just splits America right down the middle. How many nations would be willing to join Russia in an attack, especially if Russia guaranteed that they would be given, in other words, would Cuba come and attack America? Yeah, especially if Russia says, what do you want? Cuba says, we want Florida. You got it. And then Central America, Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. Well, what do you want? Well, we want Southern Texas. And Mexico says, well, what do you want? Okay, well, if they're going to get Southern Texas, we want Northern Texas and New Mexico and California. You got it. You see what I'm saying? In other words, when it comes time, we're asking ourselves today just how close we could be. Because if you don't think that Russia would attack us today, then maybe we've got a lot of time. If you don't think Cuba or Nicaragua, or Central America, Mexico would attack us today, then we got some time. But if you think that Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Central America, meaning Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador, if you think that they are angry enough to attack us, then maybe... Maybe we're running out of time. We already talked about Nicaragua yesterday and Cuba, 
But today, let's kind of focus in on Russia. Now, yes, we know that Putin put on a good display. Trump went over and kissed and made up with Russia, and apparently America and Russia are good friends. We also heard that reportedly, and I believe it's true, that Putin handed Trump 160 terabytes, now get that right, 160 terabytes of information about mostly Americans, but other Americans too. I mean, in other words, outside, inside America and outside America that were corrupt, involved in sex trafficking and all kinds of corruption. And they he, reportedly, he gave this to Trump. Well, I personally believe that's true. Can't prove it, but I personally believe it's true. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about Russia. This particular headline is Troops See Big War Likely with Russia and or China Within the Next Year. Wednesday, October 17th. The Military Times reports nearly half of all current military troops believe the U.S. faces a major war likely with China or Russia. Now, yes, it does look like we are not getting along with China too well today. Matter of fact, it looks like we aren't getting too, uh, along too well with just about anybody these days. I mean, Canada's not happy with us. Mexico says they're happy with us because of the trade deal. China's not happy with us over trade. But anyway, let's go on. The U.S. faces a major war likely with China or Russia. Now, we know that the angel that spoke to Dimitri said that China is going to be going against Russia. Okay, let's go on. It says that uh, a new Military Times poll of active duty troops found a jarring increase from 5% in 2017 to nearly half today believe, in other words, almost 50% of our troops today believe that the U.S. will be drawn into a new war, now listen to this, within the next year. Okay, here we are. We're in 2018, the last part of it, the concluding part of 2018. So, If that's correct, that's saying that half of our military thinks that America will be in war before, listen to this, before the year 2020. That's significant. I didn't say that. Prophecy students didn't say that. That's our military saying they believe we're going to be at war. Now, do you believe that Jesus was telling the truth when he said that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth? Do you believe that there's a large portion of Christians that are in the military? I do too. So do you think that it might be that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to their heart that they are about to be going to war? Yeah, I do too. Okay, let's go on. The fears of war come as President Trump repeatedly emphasizes improving military readiness in the face of growing threats from foreign adversaries, both loosely affiliated terrorist groups and traditional major power near-peer rivals such as Russia and China are the top concerns among the troops, with about 71%, now get a load of this, 71% of our military saying Russia was a significant threat up from only 18% last year. Did you get that? 18% last year to 71% of our troops think that Russia is a significant threat. Now, do you think that the military has been listening to the Prophecy Club, been listening to Dmitry Duneman's warning. You think that's the reason they say it? Yeah, right. I don't think so. Let's go on, though. From last year, 69% of the troops said that China poses a significant threat, up from 24%. So the Russia is saying that China has gone from 
being a threat, 24% of them believe that, now up to 69%. What do you think? Think something's going on? Think that these military troops, maybe the Spirit of God has been speaking to them to get their heart right, to get prepared? I believe that he's certainly been speaking to us. Now, if you're in the military would and you have Jesus in your heart, do you think the Holy Spirit would be speaking to your heart to get your heart prepared? Maybe because you're about to go into war. Maybe because you're about to lose your life. Yeah, very possible. Let's go on. This is a significant barometer of threat because our troops know long before the general public. Let me read that again. Our troops know long before the general public because they see firsthand on the globe's frontiers the threat. And they see information not available to the public. Clearly, they see the indicators outlined in Alliance of Evil, which are a growing black cloud on the horizon. Hmm. Next article headline. JCS chairman acknowledges indicators of dual Cold War. October 17th. This comes to us from Robert Lee McGinnis. It says that JCS chairman of Russia's strategy in Europe and China relations, breaking defense reports, Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman General Joe Dunford said that Russia studied U.S. since 1991 and that Russia has concluded the source of American strength is the network of allies and partners that it has. Okay, let's just pause. Just hang on, hang on. So we look at what Trump has done and we say we think he's doing a good job by trying to straighten out all of these trade rips and how America's been getting ripped off by our allies and these other nations. And we say, good for you, Trump. We want to see closer to a level playing field when it comes to trading with our allies. Again, as I said yesterday, the hand of God oftentimes puts the nation or the person that he is bringing to judgment in a position to where they make a decision that looks like a good decision, a good decision for them, a good decision for the nation. But in fact, taking that step moves that nation further to what he wants to do to bring the judgment. Now, that may mean blessing or that may mean cursing. And in this case, it appears that the hand of God is making our nation, specifically our nation's president, to do things that appear to be good but the end thereof is destruction. Now, I love Trump. I think he's the best president we've ever had, and I think a lot of what he is doing is good. Let me say it again. (laughs) Listen to what I'm saying. I think he's the best president we've ever had, and I think a lot of what he is doing is good. What does Jeremiah 51 verse 9 say? Listen carefully. We would have healed Babylon, that's America, but she is not healed. Forsake her, and let every man return into his own country. Meaning, That Jesus tries to heal America, tries, in other words, I think the rounding up the 57,000 people is a good thing. The straightening out of our trade deals, many of the things that Trump has done is a good thing. But since the left won't receive it, then we ourselves at the hand of God march ourselves right over the cliff. We march ourselves right into a war that is going to destroy us. Whoa, 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 wait. I thought you said the Russia attacks. Yes, that's right. But you remember that God spoke to Leslie and gave her seven signs to the fall of America. I will repeat them. This is the order I think they will be fulfilled in. But let me also say, we don't know exactly the order that they will be fulfilled in. 
January 22 of 06, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. When you see that headline out there, everybody going to start turning and saying, you know what? Leslie is a prophet. Leslie did hear from God. I mean, he told me that January 14th of 2008 in the night, he said, when those prophecies that I gave your wife begin to come to pass, people from all directions will begin to turn and listen to your ministry, unquote. So I have a confirmation that what I'm telling you, I have a confirmation. I know, I know that I know that I know these are from God. These will come to pass. You can scratch these into marble. I know, I know. Maybe you don't know, but I know they're of God. Okay, so it said, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. Again, I'm not certain of the order, but this was the headlines, the newspaper headlines. One of America's greatest times of need. America refuses help to America. Israel is attacked. America sends troops. So you want to know one of the big things to watch for? In addition to Omer ushers in a Palestinian state, means that Israel gives Palestinians a state. That's a really, really, really big thing. And we may very well see that in the next year. But one of the other things means that when Israel is attacked, probably the Arabs will attack Israel. So what starts World War III starts the fall of America in terms of the war is when Israel is attacked, we send troops. Then is when Russia says we're going to attack. So it's a surprise attack on America. America thinks we're just going over to help our number one ally in the Middle East, Israel. Let's go on. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dimitri Dudman, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution, meaning those are the things to watch for just prior to the fall of America. But today, we're trying to look and say, is Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, are those nations, those attacking nations, are they in a position, either attitudinally, militarily, financially, in a position to where if Russia were to go to them behind the scenes and say, hey, bub, uh, we're going to go and we're going to attack Russia. And if you'll come with us, we'll give you a large portion of the spoils of war. And they say, yeah, what would you give us? I think Cuba's going to say, we want Florida. Russia's probably going to say, you got it. Mexico's going to say, we want Texas, along with Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Central America, they're going to say, yeah, 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 we, we want part of Texas. Mexico's probably going to also say we want a Mexico and also California. Russia's going to say, you got it. We'll supply you all of the plans, all of the means, all of the weapons. You just do as you're told and you go down there and attack them. Yeah, 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 we got it. No problem. So General Joe Dunford said that Russia studied U.S. since 1991 and has concluded the source of America's strategic strength is its network of allies and partners. So right now, our allies and our partners are not exactly happy with us. Let's go on. They, the Russians, want to undermine the credibility of the United States in terms of meeting its alliance commitments and thus erode the cohesion of the NATO alliance. Has that happened? Well, maybe to a certain degree. Maybe, maybe. Okay, let's go on. Further, Russia is fielding capabilities, quote, to challenge our ability to project power in Europe. Is that happening? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're starting to grow again, 
but we're still a long ways from having the power we used to have or the power we need to have to ward off Russia's threat. Russia is well ready, trained, financially strong with all their oil and everything, and very willing to attack America, very willing to set up a conspiracy of other nations to come and attack America. Now, what about Iraq? Iraq? Wait a minute. Iraq wasn't one of the nations listed. Well, you remember part of the prophecy was two of the nations I cannot remember. So that's not the total list. There's two of the nations he couldn't remember. We think, and I've talked to Michael Bolday, his grandson and interpreter about this, we both agree that those two other nations are probably Venezuela and Iraq. Iraq? Wait a minute. We're a conquering nation. We've got troops in Iraq. Iraq could nowhere begin to attack America. Okay, hang on, because Revelation thirteen seven says, Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them, meaning America, which shall not regard silver, and as for gold, they shall not delight in it. Their bows shall dash the young men to pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eye shall not spare children. And Babylon, the glory of the kingdoms, that's America, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, meaning by fire. So this is a case where the Medes, that's definitely talking about Iraq, aren't going to attack to st- steal gold or silver. They want to kill the Christians, brothers and sisters. Now, how's that going to happen? Because right now we got troops there. Yes, right now we have troops there. But if that attack comes in the next couple of years, it could very well be that at that time we don't have troops there. And what would happen without American troops? Iraq would grow angry quickly, and they would gather every extra man, every extra bullet, and it would be basically a whole Middle East that would also be coming along with Russia to attack America. Now let's talk a little bit about Mexico. Mexico, I believe, is still angry that America took land from her back 100, what was it, 200 years ago, okay? Several different wars. I mean, they used to have Texas. They used to call it Tejas, California, New Mexico. I mean, all of that used to be what they considered their land. So we took it from them. That's the way they look at it. I believe that Mexico is jealous of our wealth, prosperity, and our organized society. But, in my opinion, They mostly reject Jesus for pagan gods. Now, they claim to be Christian, but I think in the eyes of Jesus, he would probably say, yeah, not too many of them. I interviewed Marty Breeden, and he said this on the air about a week ago. Quote, and this is when he went code blue. In other words, he was dead for a few minutes, and he said he got sucked through a tunnel, and he went and was ushered in to speak to Jesus, you might say. I believe him, and so did everybody else. A lot of people really accept the brother. Anyway, he says, Jesus said to me, my church doesn't really believe I'm coming back soon. If they did, they would not be living as they are. He then lovingly but firmly pointed his finger at me and said with a great passion, I'm coming back soon, and my church is not ready. Now, go back and tell the things you have heard and know that your message will not be received. A few days later, I had a vision of a small, oval-shaped, bright light, and it began to get bigger and bigger and bigger until finally I was just standing in the middle of a large football stadium at night, all alone, without anyone else present. 
And I looked up, and the scoreboard, here it is, here it is, listen carefully. The scoreboard said 2.13. Then I immediately heard the Lord's voice say, listen carefully, my church should be living as though this is the two-minute warning. As I was in the shower this morning, it came to my heart, I'm not going to guarantee it's the Lord, but probably it is, that that 2.13 means two years, 13 months. Now, please don't put words in my mouth. I'm not saying the fall of America is in two years and 13 months. I am a watchman. I'm not a prophet. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. Please do not put words in my mouth. Quote me accurately. My question was, could it be that that 213 meant two years, 13 months? Okay, two years, 13 months from what? Well, he had the vision December 28 of 2016. So I went to the internet and I said, so add two years, 13 months to the date, December 28, 2016. It came up January 28, 2020, Tuesday. Why is that significant? Well, you see, the Mayflower Compact was signed November the 11th of 1620. Add 400 years, it comes up to what date? Ooh, pretty close. Then Terry Bennett was told by the angel Gabriel, and I believe him, that the fall of America would be in 2021. Then Shane Warren came and spoke to us back in 2012, and he said that there is a 400-year judgment cycle, and he said America's judgment arrives in 2020. Now, I, please quote me accurately, I did not make any prediction there. I am simply a watchman, and I'm passing along a warning. So we have to ask ourselves, and I do have an email in to call Marty, and I'm trying to get him on to discuss this with a future radio program, but... We have to ask ourselves a question. When an, apparently a light, I mean, there had to be God, okay? How do you get a light that appears in your room and all of a sudden you're at a football stadium at night and it says 213? Well, that has to be a very powerful and important message. And when he's looking at the 213, he hears my church should be living as though this is the two-minute warning. Could it be that it's a time warning? Could it be it's saying there's only two years and 13 months left, from the date of December 28th of 2016. That would put us at January 28th of 2020. Now, I did not say America falls in 2020. I did not say it falls in 2021. But as a watchman, I am saying we can't ignore it, brothers and sisters. We can't say it's rubbish, it's foolishness. We have to consider it. So when you have three people, Now we have Marty Breeden, Terry Bennett, Shane Warren, all saying in the ballpark of 2020, 2021, you can't throw that away. You can't just turn your head. You can't stop up your ears. You can't say, no, I'm not going to listen to that. When you got three people, now listen to me, when you got three people saying on or about the same date, okay, so hang on, what if they're right? What if America's fall is in either 2020, 2021 in that ballpark? What if? Okay, here we are at the end of 2018. You know what that's saying? That's saying we may only have a couple of years. Now, you can almost hold your breath for two years. Think about it. Two years? Okay, okay, okay. So let's say it's 2020. What would we see? 
if it was 2020. Well, we would see the internal revolution get bigger. We would see more people start fighting against the government. We would probably see a great earthquake. We would see the Palestinians are given a state. We see all that stuff and stick a fork in us. We're done. It's over. Now, what does that mean for you? It means you got sin in your life, brothers and sisters. You best get it out real quick. You better ask Jesus into your heart real quick because judgment is coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Remember, we still need your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year, even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. Over 150 conferences and 50 debates defending the King James Version gives Adam Johnson the right to tell us what is the best Bible version in his new triple DVD set called King James or 400 Counterfeits, available at ProphecyClub.com. Gift of $45, ProphecyClub.com.